Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Dave Colmel, a technophobic police officer investigating the possible crimes of robots. Here today to help me solve these crimes and possibly uncover a threat to all of humanity is my good friend and a coach from Vanguard Tactics, an advanced machine intelligence who is also the handsomest man, or possibly robot, in 40K. He's the sunny to my Dell Spooner, Mr. Jake Harding. Jake, how's it going? Dave, I'm doing great. As always, a fantastic intro. This is, this is why we come to the Competitive 40K podcast for some some knowledge, I guess, depending on who you talk to. Definitely not me. And uh, the fantastic intros. Thank you, sir. Uh, so, uh, guys, in this episode, we're going to excavate deep into the laboratories and mines of Mars because Jake is here to talk to me about the new AdMet Codex for 10th edition. Uh, before we get started, a huge thanks to Games Workshop for sending us uh, preview copies of the, uh, of, the, of the rules of the book so that we could do this a little early. Uh, we also got preview copy of the points so that uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the points changes that happened. Um, they're going to they're gonna drop at the same time as the actual book. So uh, you guys should have a, a, uh, a good understanding of AdMac by the time we're done. Uh, but before we get into all of that, let's stop for our first sponsor of the day, The Outpost. The Competitive 40K Podcast is proudly supported by The Outpost, your friendly local gaming store with the most helpful and friendliest of staff. After visiting The Outpost, I was taken aback by the whole host of products available in-store and online. With awesome discounts, gaming tables and a huge range of terrain for different game systems, The Outpost is certainly a great place to hang out and hobby. Check out www.the-outpost.co.uk or go and visit them in-store. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review if you would be so kind. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Uh, I am still on there at, at InfantryLawyer40K. And Jake, is you got a new Instagram account because your other one got hacked, right? Yeah, I do. So it's a yeah, sad, very sad goddamn robots uh, doing all this hacking. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so it's um, at VTJake2. Um, I'm, I'm just going to check. that. That is right. So VTJake2. So, um, Check that out. It's, it's basically all all the old stuff still there. It's just I had to. It took ages to like find all the photos and put them back. But transferred all over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I still got to do that with my old account that got hacked. So, uh, all right, bastard AIs. Uh, all right, so let's talk some AdMech. Uh, obviously, people have somewhat of an idea of of AdMech since you know based upon the uh, the index that's been out now for a few months. The expectations based upon these statistics are that AdMech will be um, an easy win if you're playing into them and an easy loss if you're playing with them. But hopefully that's going to change now. So what are your thoughts overall? Yeah, so I think the Codex has added a lot of flavor and also a lot of changes that need to happen. So like obviously as we go into it, like the main detachment from the index has changed a bit and like all for the better. Um don't get me wrong and like a lot of unit rules as well like a lot of them that really never came up or were you know like too swingy or anything like that have now been changed it's a bit more consistent or just in general in some units are way 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 better but i do still think they do struggle a lot with um a bit of lack of ap uh, especially it's sort of this meta game we're seeing at the moment with the big sort of marine units like centurions redemptors um all those sort of units, um, I do think they're going to struggle a bit on the AP side of things, and just like sort of somewhat their melee also lacks slightly. Like the 
Taser Lanced, Dragoons are still really good. They haven't changed really at all. Um, you've got like some of those attachments that can actually benefit your combat as well. Um, but still like Rustalkers still hit on fours, which is a bit sad for me because I love the models, but I hate it when like I get a million dice and only hit like three of them. Um, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, but overall, like I think it's all looking positive for the old Adeptus Mechanicus. I think definitely a lot better than the index. And I think that is something that if you were to turn around to an Admech player and say, here's your codex, it's one of the sort of earlier ones in 10th edition, but it's going to have a lot of changes from the index. I think probably about 99% of them, because there's always 1% that doesn't, um, will say that's positive and I like that. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, this is, uh, with Space Marines, there wasn't a huge change from the index. Tyranids, not a huge change from the index. Um, but with uh, Admech, and, and we'll talk Necrons uh, probably in the next episode, there's some fairly significant changes even to what was in the index. So uh, let's start talking about it. The uh, army rule is still Doctrina Imperatives. Um, you can still pick the Protector Imperative or the Conqueror Imperative. I don't think there's any change to how those function, right? There's no change at all here. And to be fair, it's actually quite a solid army rule, so I don't think it needed any changes. Um, it's, not too, it's not too good and it's not too bad. It's just good. It's fine, right? Um, yeah. so these are, if you're unfamiliar, basically, if you if you pick the Protector Imperative, you gain heavy on all your weapons, and while you're in your deployment zone, you reduce APY1, which can be super useful for, like, turn ones, and if you're playing against, sort of, you know, the, like, armies that want to come to you. Um, probably the better Imperative, in my personal opinion, is the Conquer Imperative. So this gives, this is, like, the complete opposite. So it gives your weapons assault, and it means that when you shoot an enemy unit in your opponent's deployment zone, you get plus one AP. Um, so all very positive. Um, if you look at something like uh, the Scorpius Disintegrators for indirect, obviously there's a lot of indirect in, in the game of Warhammer at the moment um, in the form of Whirlwinds, Night Spinners, Basilisks, all that sort of thing. Like having the Conqueror Imperative means that, you know, like you, you ignore that, you ignore that cover modifier from indirect as a way of giving them plus one to hit as well. So you basically then just ignore the indirect penalties so that they're super good. And just overall as well for turn one alpha strikes or just running and doing your tactical cards as well. Um, you know, that, that one's definitely, I think, the better one. But they both have play and it's nice that you can sort of switch between them. Yeah, very cool. All right, so uh, we're going to do the detachments last today. I wanted to just touch on some of the other smaller changes first. Uh, there's one new unit in the book, the, the Sidonian Scatros, which yeah. I'm not sure about that name. Okay. Um, I don't, do you like do you yeah. like? You like my name for him better. It's Peter Crouch. Uh, yes. <laughs> Peter Crouch, the robot. Yes. Yeah. Peter Crouch, the, the super tall uh, football star. Um, yeah, I had to ask you, I'm like, Why, who's Peter Crouch? What are you talking about? Oh, the new Scatros. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we, were, we were discussing lists and stuff. And I was like, you put a Peter Crouch in and you're like, what's a Peter Crouch? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he, he is. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Right. I am very, very underwhelmed by him. I'm not, I don't want to sit here and poo-poo him because model-wise, I'm not his biggest fan, but admittedly, as a short boy in a tall man's world, I'm not going to ever be a fan of a tall model, right? Um, <laughs> uh, um, overall, like he's just he's, he just seems like a very underwhelming Vindicator assassin, right? So if we were to go through him just real quick, so he's got... Movement 8, T4, 4 plus armor save, 5 plus vulnerable save, 4 wounds, leadership 7, AC 1. And then he's got um, 
he picks between either having a Radium Gisele or a Scatros uh, Transonic Arquebus. I think that's how you say it. Um, so if you take the Arquebus, he gets 36 inch one shot, hitting on a three, strength seven, minus two, D3 damage, anti monster and vehicle four plus, heavy and precision. Uh, if you go the Radium Gisele, he gets anti infantry three plus, heavy precision, 36 inch range, one shot, freeze to hit, strength five, minus two, flat three damage. Um, so he, he's not killing a character. Like, let's be honest. He's not killing no. it. He will never kill a character. He barely will kill heavy infantry. Um, right. and when you think like this is supposed to be like a sniper, you know, like a, you know, like a advanced AI that's there to like, you know, assess the threat, find the, you know, find the warlord blank, you know, that sort of thing, like a vindicator. Um, doesn't really fulfill the role. He is a lone op, which is great because this is the, the they had no lone ops before. And I think when we spoke about the index, uh, I did mention that I disliked they didn't have any lone ops. Um, so I'm glad that they have them now. However, the his actual army rule, his, his actual ability rule. So uh, dread snipers. So in your shooting phase, after this model is shot, select one enemy unit that was hit by him, and they have to take a battle shock check. Um, so that's super good. You can use that to maybe swing some pro, maybe swing a tactical card, maybe stop them using stratagems or something. But ultimately, if if they're only going to be shot by him, you know they're probably not going to use any. If if you if they know you're, they're going to shoot, you're going to shoot your army at this unit, and you're using him just to try and t- make them take the battle shock, they'll get all their defensive strats in now, right? Um, yeah. And then his other rule: Achille and I. Each time this model makes an attack with a Radium Giselle that targets infantry, you can reroll wounds. And then vice versa, if you take the Arcubus and you target a monster vehicle, you can also reroll the wounds. So overall, and he's 65 points as well. Um, so I think, yeah. depending on how you look at it, he's too expensive if you look at him from a damage point of view. But if you look at him from just a 40 mil base that can sit on your backfield objective, 65 points isn't too bad. Yeah. I, the 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 Achille and I rule confuses me because they already have inf- anti infantry. The the radium Gisele has anti infantry three plus, and then if you're shooting infantry, you can reroll the wound roll. All right, so you're definitely gonna wound. Got it. Yeah, but it's still only a minus two, and it's still only flat three damage. So like he's never killing a character. Like I would have preferred he's never killing a character. I would have maybe preferred to see him at like seventy to seventy five points, but his weapons were like D three plus three damage. And then you're like, yes. cool, he's killing a character now. Um, yes. But, yeah, overall, I, I, I think, I, it's like I said to you, Dave, uh, off, off camera, obviously, via messages, I believe, is he's in there because I had 65 points spare in my list. Right. Not because I wanted him he's in really my list. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't understand the, the, the Scatros. I just feel like the a kill and I rule is redundant. And all for the all for the guaranteed purpose of doing almost next to nothing. So I mean, lone op and stealth is great, but you know, are you going to pay for two of these guys, one hundred and thirty points, to maybe get a guaranteed character kill? Probably not. Question mark. No, I think anyway. I think there's better things in the book. Like there's much better things you want to spend your points on. Um, the only yeah. thing I will give him a bit of credit for is he is Katari and Sakonian. Um, and that does come up in one of the attachments of like having those keywords is a good thing. Yeah. Um, so I think like maybe from a utility point of view, looking at him there, but overall, I just think 
you're not having to buy this model, folks, if you don't want to, unless you really want him. And then, or you like me and want to paint him up to look like Peter Crouch. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, GW has completely figured out how to make indirect fire very efficient, almost too efficient yeah. in some cases. Uh, they have still never quite understood how snipers work. And yeah. so, like one unit in the Tyranid book, they're just not, snipers in general don't seem to be a very functional part of the game yet. So, uh, so be it. All right, now we can move on from that. Um, let's just talk about what are some of the units that have some of the biggest changes from the index. So there's total, I believe there was like 13 data sheet changes, um, some big, some not, but like just to, just to go through the good and the bad, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start with the good because I always think it's like get really, really positive. And then if you get some bad news, hopefully we're still riding on the old positivity train. Um, <laughs> there you go. So the, we're going to talk. Well, the first one we're going to talk about, in my opinion, is one of the best changes, and this is to the Corpus Scarpi Electro Priests. Um, to to do like a Jake here is is I'm just going to name them what they look like. Jazz hands, Electro the Jazz hands. Yeah. Yes. Um, this can be my theme on the podcast. I just name everything different names and hope people understand what I'm saying. Um, so and they, he's not uh, kidding, folks. He's not kidding. Like literally reading his text messages is is trying to translate. I have to translate into Jake speak. Yeah, it's just it's easier. Like if I explain my list to somebody, they're like, I I some I don't know what you've just said, but I somehow know everything in your army, um, which is great. Uh, so the biggest rule they got is they used to have the same rule the uh, Fulgurite Electro Priest had. So the ones with the staves, which was uh, while a character was in their unit, they're minus one to wound, which for them wasn't that big. It never really came up because half the time they want to be further away. So, you know, a bit more safer than these Fulgurite Electro Priests. So half the time, like, your opponent shooting them didn't matter. And also their toughness free anyway. So, like, they're wounding you on twos most of the time, say threes or fours, respectively. Their right. new rule is called Electro Shock. So in your shooting phase, after this unit has shot, select one enemy unit that is not a monster or vehicle that was hit by one or more of these attacks. And until the end of your opponent's next turn, that enemy unit is shocked. While a unit is shocked, you subtract two from its movement characteristic and subtract two from its advance and charge rolls made for it. It is the basilisk effect. Yeah. You have you have a five man sixty point unit with the basilisk effect. This is gonna go around and slow everybody down. Yes, this is very good. I think now this has taken them from a unit you barely saw to a unit you may see to at least one to two units off, maybe three. I'm looking at three units of five personally. Um, and in some lists, one unit of 10, two units of five, uh, just to slow my opponent down. Because uh, you'll find with your admech list, you'll have a lot of infantry knocking about. So move blocking is going to be super easy. If they're minus two move as well, even better. So absolutely fantastic unit. Another unit that got a change is the uh, Praxetti uh, Sterilizers. So they used to actually have this rule, but their rule worked on, it was on a four plus. And if the target unit or sorry if your unit was within six of a battle line unit you got plus three to the roll so basically making it automatic very bad because half the time these guys would be deep striking in away from everything else wanting to clear an objective or doing an action um so they're not going to be near your battle line so it was a 50 50 chance you get to use their rule their new rule because of obviously the electro priest having the basilisk effect is called uh searing conflagration um 
I don't know what it is about this podcast as well, is that I can somehow pronounce names of all these units perfectly, but when doing all the videos, Jord had to do all the names for me. So, <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't, there was one stratagem in particular that I just couldn't say, and we did like 10 or 11 takes. But yeah, there's a bit of behind the scenes of Vanguard Tactics for you. Um, uh, leave leave in the comments which strat you think it is as well, because I think in the video it's quite obvious to me which one it was, <laughs> due to the editing. Um, so this is called Searing Configuration. Each time a model in this unit makes an attack with its uh, flamer, its torch, uh, that targets an enemy unit within range of an objective, you get reroll ones to wound. However, if this unit's within six inches of a battle line unit, you can reroll all the wounds instead. And these guys have flamers, so um, D6 shot, strength four, no AP, one damage, torrent at Nor's cover. So having a big unit of these, these guys aren't too expensive as well at 65 points, I believe. Um, come down, maybe do some actions, and then if they need to, they can shoot, or they can do some overwatch and all of that. So overall, still a great change for them. The the book really lacked reroll wounds before, so having a unit that can just do it, and pretty independently as well, is quite nice. And they had a points change too. The the Corpus Gari Electro Priest uh, came down 260 points, as you said. And then the Taraxi Sterilizers, um, they are down to f 65 for 5 or 130 for 10. Yeah. So, uh, Which I think is so, a bargain. I yeah, think, yeah. yeah. For, for 65 points for a five-man unit that's, gonna, that's got deep strike that can come down and do actions for you and grab a, a corner of the table or something, that's, I think that's a, that's a good value mission piece. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that, you know, I think there are two units in particular that, um, well, the sterilizers I was using specifically, um, and they were super good for me in the index. So great to see they're even better now. Um, and then the electric priest, I don't think I saw anyone using, uh, and now I think you're no. using them for admex. So very, very good. Um, so another change I will talk about, which is a positive change, but not due to the rules, but because of, um, how it's nice to see games workshop doing this with how they've structured points. So um, obviously a lot of people when the points came out were a bit worried that, you know, like every unit, like there's no points for upgrades or anything like that. So like, for example, a unit with five grav cannons, which are probably a bit more effective than five missile launchers, you know, that as just as an example, are pointed the same. Um, so everybody was worried you'll just see the most efficient loadouts and they won't have the respect for that. Obviously we don't know in the future if that will change, but for now that is the case. Um, in this codex, Sirconian uh, Dragoons now are two different data sheets, and this is to represent the two different weapons you can give them. One being extremely efficient, the other being not as efficient for when that unit was an index and was one data sheet, because its um, actual unit rule uh, didn't really benefit having a gun, it had benefited having a combat weapon. Um, now they're two different data sheets, and because of that, not only because of that, they, they're pointed differently. Um, that now means they actually have two different rules. So the Sirconian Dragoons, say so the Sirconian Dragoons with Taser Lances haven't changed at all. They are the exact same as they were. The Sirconian Dreams with, with Radium Gisales, which is the new data sheet, um, has the rule of Focused Hunter. So at the start of the battle, you select one of your opponent's units, and until the end of the battle, you can reroll you can reroll hits for that unit. So pretty nice. And they have the exact same Radium Gisale that Peter Crouch has. So, <laughs> so, like, you can take three of these in a unit for, like, 100 and... I think they're 45 points a model, so it works at like 135 for three of these guys. Um, they're re-rolling hits. In a certain detachment, you can get them re-roll wounds. Um, 
and they're free shots at the exact same thing Peter Crouch has. Yeah, the only difference is they they hit on a native uh, four up instead of a three up for for Peter Crouch. But when you're getting full rerolls, yeah, who cares? Yeah, like and these so. guys are just better at doing sniping than the damn sniper. <laughs> so, right. So yeah, but overall, I think this is more of a positive change to see Games Workshop going in this direction of going. We understand that a data sheet has a super efficient loadout and a not very efficient loadout. Um, and because of that, we will make them two different data sheets. We will try and make both of them as viable as possible by giving them different abilities. And then finally, we have um, the points as well for them. And like I said, the the um, Radium Gisele ones, I believe, are 45 points a model, and you can take three of them. You're correct. And I think the Dragoons are 60 points? Yes, 60 points. Yeah. So, so you, 15 point difference. Great to see Games Workshop doing that, and I will... Give them their flowers there. I think that's a really, really positive change for the game. And I do hope to see that in a lot more codexes as well when it comes to these sort of examples. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you that it's a good idea that they've got a couple, that they have two different data sheets for, for different weapon loadouts because the, the two different weapon loadouts are so dramatically different. So, yeah, it's good. All right. So what about a couple of units that did not make it out so well in the uh, the, the codex? Yeah. Oh, sorry. One other positive change. This is just a super quick one. All Skatari models now just seem to have a five-up invulnerable save, which is really good. I think that's super positive again. So like Rangers and Vanguard have a five-up invul, um, and pretty much everything does. So that's really, really good. I like seeing that. Good good for consistency. Good to make these units very tanky. Um, bad changes. Bad changes. Um, we're going to start with Belisarius Cool. Um, so this is more like... Can be good, can be bad. It really depends on how you look at the game and how you play. Um, so Shroud Psalm, uh, one of his Canticles of the Omnisire, so one of the abilities you pick one of three and you get it for the for the turn. Um, used to be he gives all units within six stealth, which is super valuable um, as well to like a gunline army. Now it just gives you the benefit of cover, which when you look at it, you go, well, that's not too bad. But then you think that like cover on a lot of boards is super easy to get. If you're playing around in a certain way, you'll be able to get cover quite easily. What this is good for, however, is for armies like um, certain builds, maybe with a lot of robots or infantry where you're sort of needing those angles so you can't sit in cover. Or depending on the t- tournament layout you're playing, it could still be good. Um, he did get a slight points drop though, so I guess it's not all bad but i just think having stealth like there's there's many ways to ignore cover there's not really any ways to ignore stealth other than a plus one to hit but then even then they're just back to what they were hitting on yeah so yeah so that's a that's that's a bad change uh, in my opinion um so the next change i'm going to talk about is the tech priest manipulus now this model is still absolutely fantastic and auto include but i do just have to sort of have a little not a rant but like a little like discussion piece about um his ability that gives you a four plus invulnerable save it's still done at the start of the phase and it's still once per battle um so just like abilities like this i just this is more like a jake grumble not a game grumble um it's just like it's way too easy just to like predict because you know like if you give your opponent two targets and then you go call up up four up invul on this unit okay okay i won't shoot him then and it's like oh now I've, I'm like, yeah. yeah, great. I'm not going to lose anyone, but now I've lost this ability. And then when I'm going to actually need it, I don't have it. So it would have been great to see a bit more reactionary. So it just makes this guy feel a bit better. But to be honest, he's still absolutely fantastic. And he's still 55 points, which is great. So good old Manipulus. You've done us proud. 
Yeah, he still gives lethal hits to the unity's leading. So you know, yeah. which you stick him in a squad of uh, uh, any of the the electro priests. Cat, he can lead either cataphron breachers or destroyers or skatari rangers or skatari vanguard. So he's got a lot of units he can go into yeah. and hand off that lethal hits ability. So and it's all weapons, melee or shooting, whatever you want. His galvanic field works on any weapon. So yeah, yeah it's still strong, strong piece. Yeah, it's more of a Jake Grumble that I think, like, because it would have been nice to have seen it go a bit more reactionary. Um, but yeah, not, not, not a fan of that. But still, I think you see triple manipulus in current admec lists. I still think you're going to see triple manipulus in admec lists because of this. Um, he's a great, great little unit that. Um, and then we're just going to talk about. So that's only that's really the bad changes. Um, because as I said, there wasn't a lot of them. It's just more like the. It's probably more like depending on how you play. Um, this is what I mean by the book overall. If from an admec point of view, if you're looking at it from the outside looking in, it's a positive book. It's a positive change for from the index. But I think a lot of players maybe looking at the admec book will still be slightly underwhelmed, but only because we've had things like Space Marines, which are quite good. Eldar is still kicking about in the game, sadly, which is great. Um, you know, they're super great. Um, so I think just like looking from one to the other, you will compare. So if you just look at them as their own entity, like you should, it's very positive for the Admech book. Um, and then you yeah. just got some nice quality of life changes. So the biggest one being the Cybernetica Data Smith. So um, this is like a quality of life change by when he, so he has to join Castellan Robots. This is the little dude who comes in the box for the robots, the little, um, data smith babysitter and what he does is he used to give the unit infantry which was only a downside because it meant any infantry anti-infantry weapons affected the robots which i think is the complete reason you didn't see them he now specifically loses the infantry keyword when he joins the robot unit which then means it's great because like he can't he was the only one that could phase for a wall because you do it model by model and then anti-infantry just meant like you're just going to explode that unit with like combi weapons or any any other anti-infantry weapon. The fact he now loses it shows that Games Workshop have been made aware of this interaction and they've gone, okay, we're going to change that. And I think that's just a positive look on things. To see that like this maybe was a unit that people weren't using a lot of. Is it going to be a unit people will be using a lot of? Probably not. But it's nice to see that little oversight on the index they've fixed here in the codex. So, great. I think that's very positive as well, which is more like a quality of life change. Like it's not good and it's not bad because it doesn't really make too much of a difference. Uh, if you, because it was a unit you're not seeing a lot, you probably may not still see them a lot anyway. But anyway, there's a whole detachment dedicated to them. Uh, I will be using that detachment because I think it's baller and I love robots. Um, but uh, overall, is in terms of if we look at it from a competitive point of view, you know, not something that people were ranting and raving about, but nice to see that they saw it all the same. Yeah. And uh, but obviously, if you're and we'll get to the detachments in just a minute. Um, why wouldn't you play Castle and Robots because they look like the Protectrons from uh, Fallout? So I think they're great and I love the models. And uh, having had them hand me my fourth point of contact in the past, um, where at least in prior in ninth edition, the when they were really tough, I know what they're capable of. And they're still T9 and with seven wounds, two up save with a five up involved. They're very tough. So I think I agree with you that taking away the infantry keyword so that now they can't be hit by anything anti-infantry, you know, like like the deadly Scatros. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I think they're 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 a valid unit and uh, their points are pretty good. 
they're they're not one of the ones that got touched. I don't believe. No, no, they didn't. No. Not no. They are still four. They're still hundred points of models. So two hundred for two, four hundred for four. Um, and right. like I've alluded to, there is a detachment that is dedicated to robots and vehicles, but mainly the robots. Um, and I, I will give a little shout out. My friend Elliot, I've, I've done this in every video because this is why I love these robots. My friend Elliot, one of my best friends in the hobby, known him for, for, since I was 11, so 13 years coming up now, which is insane. So Elliot, if you're watching this, right, these robots, when they first came out, he bought like 12 of them because he just loved them so much. And I have fond memories yeah. of him kicking about with them, using them. And like every single edition, like he doesn't play 40K as much anymore. And every single edition, he'd always be like, are they any good? Are they any good? Are they any good? And I'm like, Elliot, sadly, no, sadly, no. But now I like, I like to think that they've done this for you to get you back into playing 40K. So Elliot, when you're, yes. when you're listening to this, eventually to try and figure out how many robots you should put in an army, the answer is eight. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Elliot. Come back. Come on back. Come back to uh, us. So, all right. Um, just a couple of uh, other points changes just to, to round this part out. Uh, both of the uh, the Archaeopter Fusilave and the Stratoraptor each came down by five points. Uh, oh, no. Sorry. The Stratoraptor went up by five. The Fusilave came down by five. So those of you that were all about the Admech Flyers, I don't think that's going to help you out any, but just an FYI. Uh, Belisarius Call came down by five, as Jake mentioned. And uh, the Tech Priest Engine Seer um, went up by five. And that's those are your changes. Yeah, he went up because his rule changed to something a bit better. So now when he heals a vehicle, the buff he gives it is now a five-up feel-no-pain rather than a four-up involve because most of the vehicles had a four-up involve anyway, so they didn't need it. So yeah, that's, again, quality of life change, but not the best thing in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. So, all right. So those are the major data sheet changes that is, as well as the, the couple of, there's, you know, no huge points changes other than the few that um, Jake and I mentioned. So that's it for that. Um, what does this all mean? Well, right now, nothing, but what we're going to get to in just a minute is all of the detachments. And that's obviously where, uh, that's where the juice is. So we're going to get to that in just a second. Uh, real quick, we got to stop for our second sponsor of the day, Color Forge. The Competitive 40K Podcast is supported by Colorforge. I found Colorforge 18 months ago and I was blown away by the quality of the product. I've always had an incredible finish, not too thick, not too chalky, and have always had the perfect coverage in all kinds of weather conditions. The cans are around 25% larger and cheaper than most other brands on the market. All of the colors are matched to Citadel base color, so it makes that transition from rattle can to paints absolutely seamless. Check out www.thecolorforge.com to pick up your sprays today, along with a whole host of other awesome hobby products. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to sign up for the competitive Warhammer 40K community Facebook page. Uh, the password is now going to be Imotech. Imotech, because he is a badass. Wait till we do the, the uh, Necron Codex review. Uh, dude's awesome. I love the model. And uh, yeah, so it's Imotech. Um, get creative with your spelling, guys. Entertain me. Uh, all right. So uh, with that, now, uh, Jake, let's talk about the detachments. And the first one we got to mention is, of course, the Rad Cohort, except now it is the Rad Zone Cohort. It's a little, they even gave it a little bit of a, uh, a name change yeah. uh, in the codex. And then the rule is, we'll get to that in a second. Well, let's, see, let's talk about the detached rule. I don't think they changed it. The Rad Bombardment 
rule so has not changed, right? It has changed. Um, so oh, okay. So it's 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 changed by the. So it's still the same thing you're doing. It's still the same concept, but now it's just a bit better. So so the first so rad zone rad bombardment. Uh, so battle round one. It's split into two parts. So in battle round one, you have bombardment. So at the start of the first battle round, for each enemy unit within your opponent's deployment zone, your opponent must decide whether that unit will take cover or stand firm. And then you roll a d6. Um, other thing I will say about Games Workshop, I'm going in on like the editing in this codex as well. Everything's just laid out a bit more clear. Before this was all one paragraph. Now it's all split with bullet points and everything. And it just helps my eyes. Okay, so thank you, Games Workshop, for helping my eyes. Um, so you can choose to stand firm or take cover. If you choose to stand firm, the exact same thing applied before. Three plus, you take D3 more wounds. If you take cover, before it just meant you were battle shocked until the end of the battle round. Very key there. So none of this, I'll choose to be battle shocked. Now it's my command phase and I'll add battle shock. So thus making everything useless. Um, instead, it's you're battle shocked until the end of the battle round. And on a five plus, that unit takes D3 more wounds. So you still potentially will take mortal wounds even if you're taking cover, um, which is great because one of the things I said was in the index review and we, we did it here on the podcast, um, I hated that you could just be like, no, I won't take any mortals. I'll be battle shocked because it's, it's not too deep turn one. Um, whereas now, you know, you still potentially could take mortals. Uh, so I like that. And then the second part has changed slightly. So it's the fallout is the second part. Uh, great new amazon show that will be um at the start of your command phase during the second battle second third fourth and fifth battle rounds you roll a d6 for each enemy unit within your opponent's deployment zone on a three plus they take one mortal wound so that hasn't changed there's a new caveat of that unit now must take a battle shock check um so it's good to see that like it's not just you're taking a mortal it's not just chip damage it's not just on a three plus you know like you do one mortal which for you know a lot of armies especially necrons they do not care about it whatsoever um because of the reanimation but you know for some armies like space marines taking like a chip bit of chip damage every turn that could just be enough that you need to be able to you know shoot some indirect over there or get some deep strike in there um but now having to take a battle shock as well um can stop your opponent using their defensive stratagems in your turn uh things like overwatch and stuff so yeah i think um Overall, slight changes here, but nice to see that they were they saw. Okay, well, this isn't that great, and they've given it a bit of a buff. Nice. All right, and then the enhancements for the uh, Rad Zone Core, uh, no longer the Rad Cohort, the Rad Zone Core. Um, four brand new enhancements. None of the ones from the from the index are back. So, well, um, they they are and they aren't because they're now just in different names. But they, they, a lot of them do the same thing. There's one that's completely oh, okay. gone. So there's one that is completely gone, and it's been given to another detachment. Um, but this one, so Radical Suffusion. Uh, so this is uh, from the second battle round onwards, when you resolve the fallout, um, you do units in your opponent's deployment zone plus units within six inches of your deployment zone. I think it's very good, that, um, because that's like, depending on your deployment map, that's also going to nick a load of the objectives as well. Um mm-hmm. Which is great. So that's the one that's that got replaced for um, something protocols, the one that allowed you to count the say, two doctrines on the same unit from the Skatari Marshal. That's now gone over to the Skatari cohort, um, and we've been given this instead. And then the this is where <laughs> names of Jake is fun. Um, uh, Foul 
Malphonic Surpersion. The one that gives you stealth. Susurus. Susurus, right. Gives you, the one that gives yeah. you stealth still gives you stealth, but it's just called something different. Okay. Uh, they Pyrrhal- just changed the name, okay. Perilous Eradicator was Master Annihilator, so I just like how it's like they've got the Thesaurus out and they've gone, oh, Master Perilous <laughs> Eradicator Annihilation. Um, so this gives your weapons sustained on ranged while you're leading a unit. This is absolutely fantastic. Um, probably like the best enhancement from the last uh, round, from the from the index anyway. I'm so glad to see it still here because it's great. Um, and then Autoclavic Denunciation. Uh, this is this was the Omni Sterilizer, and this has taken quite a considerable nerf um, because before it allowed your ranged weapons to have anti-infantry 2 up and anti-monster 4 up. It still does that, um, but now it doesn't give you plus 3 shots on your weapon. Um, I like to think they've done this for a very specific Mr. Dr. Potato Head looking manipulous, so then he can't just obliterate your unit with his... 18 dev wound flamer um yeah. so rest rest in peace egg man <laughs> also i now that i think about it it's probably also they they did this because of peter crouch yeah because which is if like- you put if you put plus three hits uh, plus three <laughs> shots on the on the still walker sniper then he might actually kill a character he may, so, kill, he may kill more than the character. <laughs> like- yeah he would kill a character and probably pick off a couple of other models out of the squad too so that would be ridiculous. I remember seeing the um, the community article when they announced, obviously, Peter Crouch and the rest of the Adeptus Mechanicus Codex and obviously seeing his weapons and being very underwhelmed and then remembering Omni Semralizer was a thing. And I was like, oh boy, I'm so excited. And then now seeing the Codex, I was like, ah, oh, so close to perfection. Um, but overall, <laughs> um, the new enhancement, Radical Suffusion, I think is potentially also including this attachment. Um, just because of how it benefits your detachment rule so heavily. Um, like having extra six inches from your deployment zone may not seem like a big deal, like on the Dawn of War style, it's not a big deal. But corner deployment, like as in middle middle of the board to corner to your corner, plusing six to that hits like the edge of some objective markers where you're wanting to hold them. It's hitting the middle, it's hitting all of that. The one from nine inches from the center, uh, the quarter deployment, like that's hitting a lot as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's a very, like it just, anything that helps that attachment rule and doing all that's really good. Um, sustained one is still the auto include if you've got points and you need an enhancement because you can give that to a manipulus that then gives him lethal and sustained on his unit, put him in a unit of breaches. They still reroll hits near in uh, battle line units, units pumping out like 24 shots, rerolling hits for sustained and lethal. Strength eight minus two, flat three damage, anti vehicle four up. Oh, it's tasty. So that's yeah. great. And then I think auto slavic denunciation probably is the one you can leave at home because I just think stealth's better. So yeah, that's the enhancements overall. Pretty good. All really right. good. Uh, and then for uh, the strats for this detachment. There are five are still, unless they changed the, the wording and I missed it, five of them are still the same. The only one that they changed was um, Vengeful Fallout is gone and they brought in a new one called Precalibrated Purge Solution. Yeah, so so th- this one, th- so some of so the, the names are the same, but what they do are slightly different and some of the CPs cost are different. So just to be quick, Aggressor Imperative, um, it doesn't let you run in charge anymore. It now gives you plus six to your advance. Um, boo. 
boot earns. Uh, don't like that. <laughs> um, and then um, Baleful Halo now costs two command points uh, for minus one to be wounded in combat. Um, like, very sort of backhanded slap there. Uh, and then Bulwark Imperative uh, also costs two CP now. Um, but four of these stratagems, so Aggressor Imperative, Bulwark Imperative, Baleful Halo, and Pre-Calibrated Purge Solution, now have a new caveat that if you target a battle line unit with one of these stratagems, um, you can select another Skatari unit within six of you to also be affected. So I like to think that's probably why Baleful Halo's gone to 2CP, but realistically you'll probably only use it on one unit anyway, uh, being like a unit of Breaches at like T7. But pre-calibrated purge solution. So this, yeah, so like Dave Dave said, um, no more vengeful fallout. Don't have to rant about how all the shootbacks are different in 40k. Um, instead, we can talk about this great stratagem, which is um, you do it in your shooting phase. You pick one Adeptus Mechanicus unit or, like I said, battle line and then another unit within six for Skatari. And you can reroll hits, providing that unit's in your opponent's deployment zone. Um, really good. Really good, um, you know, for units like those Corpus Carpi Electro Priests that maybe want to come on from Strategic Reserve and then just jazz hands like a little unit off the table. Uh, turn one as well, uh, you know, for you know, getting that damage in indirect. So those, uh, those Scorpius Disintegrators shooting over, you know, you can shoot one over with plus one to hit into infantry if you're using the indirect weapon and then, you know, doing all your abilities there with that, which is really good. Um, then also having reroll hits on top of that's great. So yeah overall pretty good very sad to see aggressor imperative get hit with such a big nerf um because that's something that made rust stalkers quite useful the fact they could like run and charge out of a dune rider and they go really really quick um so just having plus six inches to your advance is like meh that's interesting yeah it's pretty meh um so yeah overall those stratagems i'll give another pretty good they're they're not great but they're not awful um, and I like how they added this whole thing about like targeting battle line and picking other units, which is also super cool. Yeah, because and the battle line units are are the Skatari Rangers and Vanguard, and it's both of the Catafrons, right? The Breachers and the Destroyers. Uh, they are not battle line, I don't believe. They're let not. Me, let me just double check for you, because I don't want to. I don't want anyone raging. Uh, nope, they are not. So it is literally just Rangers and Vanguard, um, which I do think you will see a lot of units of them now um, because of. Uh, just like points, they're pretty efficient um, and they can do a bit of damage like in a lot of those attachments, especially the one we're going to talk about next as well. Um, this right. is sort of their detachment, really. So um, we can we can go on to that one if you want. Yeah, absolutely. So whereas the all the strats in the Rad Zone cohort are for Battle Line, which is just Skatari Rangers, Skatari Vanguard, the next one is the Skatari Hunter cohort, which also benefits all Skatari infantry, but also Skatari mounted. So all the uh, cyber dog guys and yeah. all the chicken walkers, all the iron striders. So now we got something a little bit broader that, that might, uh, that might wet your whistle a little bit more. So uh, stealth optimization rule, Jake go. So Skatari infantry, Skatari mounted iron strider balistaris. So they get stealth, which is really good. Um, and then, on top of that, if you have the Sakaran keyword, and the reason for this is because they already have stealth, um, then if they're outside 12 inches when you target them from a shooting attack, they gain the benefit of cover. So, pretty good. Like, you know, as, a, as an army rule goes, giving most of the units you want to take in your army minus one to hit is pretty nice. Um, so, you know, so having like your vanguard with stealth, so it just, it just makes your opponent like, it just, it's, it's one of those like minor inconveniences of like, 
I want to shoot this 10-man unit, but if they're in cover, they have a free-up save, and then they're stealth. Like, this is just very aggravating. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. It's good, and that's what we like. Um, and then in terms of enhancements, um, so this is the Skatari detachment. So only Skatari models can take these enhancements. The only Skatari models in the book for, that are heroes are the Skatari Marshal and our friend Peter Crouch. Um, so he can take two of these enhancements because it just says Skatari models on those. The other two are limited by Skatari Marshal. So good thing about Skatari Marshal, he's only 35 points. Um, and he gives his unit reroll hits and he allows them to use a stratagem that's already been used. He can only go in Rangers and Vanguard. So a bit sad on that side, but still 35 point character that can hold you enhancements. And some of these are really good. So to go through them, um, Kanatek full net. Um, this is the one that they removed from the rad zone core and put it in this detachment because it makes sense because it's a Skatari detachment, right? Um, so this is Skatari Marshall. He start the battle round. You can select one Skatari unit within 12. Uh, and that unit gets the protector and conqueror imperatives, which is quite nice. So it just means like what your army can be one and then this unit can be, be both. Yeah. Nice. And I like that this select unit within 12 because it means you can actually pick units that aren't your unit. So you can be like chicken walkers, onagers, uh, rust orcs, you know, any, anything like that. That's great. Um, yeah. next we've got the, um, I'm just going to say infiltrator because I can't pronounce the first word unless Dave, you can come in with the assist. The clandestine infiltrator, which is a redundant. It's kind of a redundant term, but okay. I don't know why. So um, this is going to be interesting. Um, so this is um, so basically Skatari model only. The bearer and the models in any unit they are leading have the infiltrator rule and scout six. So a few things to note here. First things first, you, you know, it's guitar, so the only things that you'll be infiltrating or scouting with this are 10 Vanguard, 10 Rangers that already have Scout 6, or Peter Crouch. Um, so that looks like, uh, on the surface, you go, oh. However, if you put this unit in a dedicated transport, at least your rules configure over things like Scout and stuff too. So you can, it means like you could have two units of Rangers in what, in, two Doom Striders, and then have another doing this. Main thing I see for this is just taking a unit of Vanguard with all the stuff because they have the best sort of shooting. Or, equally, you can put it on a unit of Rangers just for the maybe like a sticky objective outside deployment zone turn one. Um, but I think Vanguard is where you sort of get the best use out of this. Infiltrate a big unit of Vanguard in a big line in front of your opponent's deployment zone. So for, for your matchups like Votan, you can stop all the scout moves from their Sagittars. Uh, which is quite big and Votan, you know, doing very well. And I'm very happy to see the boys doing well. Um, so, yeah, so, so countering that's good. Any scout moves or any kind as well. Countering other infiltrators, so definitely knights that we're seeing at the moment, which I also played at the weekend at Leicester GT, because, you know, that was cool. And they were really, really fun for all five turns of my deployment zone. Um, and then, like, and other sort of infiltrating units as well. It's just nice to see this as an enhancement. Um, I really like it. Next, we've got Veiled Hunter. This is really, really good and is the auto-include one. So, Skatari Marshal only. After both players have deployed their armies and you've determined who has the first turn, you may redeploy up to three Skatari infantry units from your army and you can either put them in strategic reserve or you can put them anywhere in your deployment zone. This is great 
because it says you do it after the roll off, which is really, really good. And I like, so well, hey, good, good job. That's what we want. Also, redeploys are just super valuable in 40k anyway. Um, Always. Yeah. And then finally, you've got Battlesphere Uplink. So this is Katari model only in your shooting phase uh, after the bearer's unit has shot. If it's not in engagement range, it can make a six-inch move. But if it does this, it can't charge. That's fine. It's okay. Like, you know, shoot, move, shoot, move is great for, you know, get out of the building, shoot something, move back into the building on your objective, nice and safe. So overall... Four pretty all right enhancements. One that's auto include, but because it's in this detachment, um, which is the Veiled Hunter. But yeah, overall, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Why the why the Battlesphere uplink is thirty points? I don't know, but you know, I think like this is the thing with it is like I could see the justification of like oh wow that looks really good oh wow that looks really good but then you remember that the only like the only units you're leading are like the basic Skatari units, um. Like, if this Kaskari Marshal could join something like Infiltrators or Rust Stalkers, boy, like, we're in. Like, this is very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, for especially, right. like, a lot of them. Like, infiltrating 10 Rust Stalkers and then scout moving them. Oh, boy. Like, that's very good. But um, overall, they're okay. Uh, and then the then the stratagem. So these are all limited to Skatari, Praxeti, or Sakonian or Sakaran. So that, that is basically the rundown of all the keywords Skatari have. Um, so right. I was like, which is uh, like 75% of the codex yeah it's, ba- it's basically anything that's not on tracks or without their shirts on so Steve would be right. like a cult mechanicum then um, right so first one we've got is bionic endurance one CP your opponent shooting or fight phase uh, you pick a Sakaran Praxeti or Sakonian unit from your army and that unit has a 5 up feel no pain really nice really nice yep. nice simple good for good for some added uh, added uh, durability you can do it on Dragoons. Like, that's amazing. I love it. And they have stealth anyway, so very good. Um, then we've got Isolate and Destroy. So this is your shooting phase. You pick a Sakaran, a Praxeti, a Sakonian, an Iron Strider Balistari, or a Skatari mounted unit, a.k.a. anything that's not a Ranger or a Vanguard. Um, <laughs> and you, can, you get plus one to wound against this unit, providing there's no other units within six inches of that unit. Um, it's pretty okay. Um, it's good in like its sort of own context but the problem is is like a unit being within six inches of that another unit one will probably be quite easy depending on the armor you're playing and two it, like one model is within six now i can't get it i think they're pretty isolated if there's only one model near them right <laughs> so, right yeah if it's just uh, one person just standing out there but yeah that's I, mean, I guess that's great for shooting infiltrating units or somebody that's going to deep strike down on you yeah it's yeah, it's 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 if, all for example, somebody wants to be a complete ass and infiltrate um ten Deathwing Knights right into your deployment zone from the start of the game, like we screamed at people not to do. Yeah. Um you know, if you're gonna be that kind of a jackass, then then isolate and destroy it for one CP. Valuable. Yeah. Valuable strat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I had to get my comment in there. No, you have to. Um then we're gonna hit, right, we're gonna now hit the great strats. Okay, so we had like pretty mess strats. Now we're going to hit the great strats. So by non- by binaric offense, two CP, um, start the shooting phase or start the fight phase. You pick two Skatari units from your army and one enemy unit. And while those units, so those units can only target that unit. Um, however, when it does, you get plus one AP. Main thing I said about the codex, you're lacking AP. This gives you AP and it's on any Skatari unit as well. 
Very, very good. So you could have yeah. you know a vanguard with like three shots each, anti-infantry, now have AP1, pretty decent. Um, equally, chicken walkers, AP2, AP3, um, AP4 even with their last cannons. Uh, you could do it on an onager, you could do it on so much stuff. So really, really like that. Next, we've got Shroud Protocols. This is another fantastic stratagem. Your opponent's shooting face just after enemy unit has shot. You have selected its targets. You pick one Skatari infantry unit, was, which was the target of that attack. And you basically give it lone operative, so it can't be targeted outside 12 inches. Great. Great, great, great. Like it, like it, like it. Skatari infantry, that like covers. Rustalkers, that covers. Vanguard, that covers. Rangers. Very good. It means they can't be indirected off. It's what we like. It's what we like. So, very big fan of that stratagem. Um, next stratagem, 1 CP, your charge phase, 1 Skatari unit from your army. This is called Expended Purge Protocol. Um, and this gives you run and charge. So we lost it from the um, rad zone and we've got it Three, now. Yeah, from the rad cohort and they picked it up. We got it here. So it's all good. It's yeah. back. It's back and we're happier. Um, and then finally, we have program withdrawal. This is probably one of my, this is one of my favorite stratagems in the game but just because I love stratagems that do anything like this. End of your opponent's fight phase, you can either pick two Sakaran units or one infantry or mounted Skatari unit, and then you remove that unit from the battlefield and put it in strategic reserve. Um, the only caveat of this is that you can't pick a unit that is within three inches of an enemy unit. So you've got to pick them more than three inches from all enemy units. Great stratagem, fantastic for mission play. means that you can focus more on having points in heavy hitters rather than having to take little units. Um, and the final thing I will say about all these stratagems, they are all strategic ploys. So you can't vect any of them. Ah. And that is great. That is a good shout. That is great. So that's yeah. what I like about this detachment is that if they want to take double vect, you go, cool, that CP rerolls costing me free CP, mate. That's fine. I, my, my core strats that I'm probably going to be using all the time, you can't touch. I love that. I love how that's also like a little sort of Again, it's a bit of a thematic thing as well because, like, they're they're more thinking about their sort of you know their robots with strat you know strategic sort of built into them. They're all about that sort of strategizing and stuff. So I do like that. Um, so overall, I think the stratagems here is what sort of carries this detachment. Um, the rule is good. The enhancements are a bit lacking, but the actual stratagems I think is where the power is. So yeah, like this. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Very cool. All right, the next one we've got is for the, uh, well, the, the picture on it is the uh, Corpus Cari Priest. It is called the Data Psalm Conclave. The detachment rule is Benedictions of the Omnissiah. I'll read it out real quick. At the start of the first battle round, select one of the following Benedictions of the Omnissiah to be active for Cult Mechanicus units from your army until the end of the battle. Uh, the first one is uh, Panegyric Procession. I like it. Uh, each time a Cult Mechanicus model from your army makes a ranged attack, the targets a unit within half range, improve the AP of the attack by one. Or citation and savagery. Each time a cult mechanic is unit from your army is selected to fight. If that unit made a charge move this turn till the end of the phase, add one to the strength and attacks characteristics of melee weapons equipped by models in that unit. Jake, how good is this? It's all right. It's all right. I think um, this definitely now... As, as we saw with the Skatari, and as Dave alluded to, 75% of the book is Skatari. So having a detachment that benefits Skatari is pretty cool. Cult Mechanicus This is the opposite of that. <laughs> it, like, it, like, benefits, like, the 24% of the book because, like, Electro Priests, Breaches, and all the Tech Priests are what's being benefited here. 
if you would like to spam those units, which you can, and I think is definitely there's a viable build in there for just taking Cult Mechanicus units, go for it. Um, plus one AP, again, I was screaming and raving, there's not enough AP in this book. This helps, especially on those Jazz Hand Electro Priests, where they already get a volume of shots. Now they're getting AP on this, pretty scary. Or equally, you just go the combat one, and the Breaches are pretty good in combat with their, like, mini strong hand power fists and even like the the fulgurite and the corpus carpi like extra attack extra uh, extra strength it can help it really is good um but it's just a shame this only really affects not a lot of the book yeah i just double check too the the and i because I, I couldn't remember the castle and robots don't even count as called mechanicus because <laughs> they're legio cybernetica so this literally affects the castle and breachers and destroyers and the uh, the two types of priests and that's it so spam the bejesus out of them this goes back to my theory that like that i had i think with uh with the tyranid book which is like they really want to pick and you guys will see this with the necrons too they're 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 doing detachments that like really lean into certain units and so if you want to spam those units that's the that's going to sort of help inform your decisions to what detachment you choose there's, yeah. the, there's the all-rounder. There's always the one all-rounder detachment, which for the most part is usually whatever came out in the index. And then all the other new detachments we get are very um, singular play style inclined. two or three units spam. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Enhancements. Uh, the first one is Mechanicus Locum. Tech Priest model only. These are, uh, yeah, these are all um, only gone Tech Priests, all four of these enhancements. Uh, Mechanicus Locum. Bear has a leadership value, characteristic of six plus and once per battle at the start of any phase. Uh, you can select one friendly cult mechanicus unit that was battle shocked and within 12 inches of bear, the unit's no longer battle shocked. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Mantle mantle of the Gnostic Kark. That's almost sounding vulgar. Yeah. Uh, tech priest model only. Each time an attack is allocated to the bear, change the damage characteristic of that attack to one. I don't know how long, how often you're going to have a tech priest wandering around out there in the wilderness by themselves. Maybe more now. <laughs> Maybe more now. Um, we'll see. Data blessed auto sermon, uh, which is that is a cool name, especially for this. You know, supposed to be the detachment for priests. Yeah. Uh, once per battle at the start of the command phase, you can select the benediction of the Omnissiah. You did not select at the start of the first battle round. Until the start of your next command phase, that benediction of the Omnissiah is active for the bearers unit in addition to the one that's currently active for your army. So this is kind of like the Skatari one. You get both of your, um, instead of getting uh, both of your uh, army rule doctrinas, you get both of the benedictions from the detachment. So, yeah. Uh, and then Tempercopia, uh, the bearer's unit has fight first. This is a bit more useful, but only because like things like breaches like, can actually have a good combat weapon, and so can the priest. So it just means they're like harder to charge, which... I think is a good thing. So overall, they're all a bit poo, except for that one. Like yeah. I, in my opinion, I think they're poo. Um, and then you've got the strats, though. So you bring them back a bit. Um, so just to go through them quick, you've got incarnation of the Iron Soul. Uh, so this gives uh, any phase just after allocating mortal wounds to a cult mechanicus unit from your army. That model's unit has a four plus feel no pain against them. This definitely feels a bit like. Pre-data slate, amazing. Post-data slate, bad. Because um, obviously, <laughs> with, with Death Wings changing, um, so hopefully, I do hope if there is any erratas or anything to the book, 
Um, fingers crossed, touching wood. This does get changed maybe to just like a six up, more like a feel no pain against something or a five up or something like that against everything. Um, but yeah, overall, not great. Uh, tribute of the empathic variation, something like that. You pick, so you start your movement phase, you pick one uh, cult mechanicus unit from your army and one enemy unit within 18 inches. That unit must take a battle shock check, and if it's failed there, subtract one to hit. Meh. Like, why? Why am I paying a command point, Dave? When, <laughs> like, to then, to then, like, have the chance that you're minus one to hit. Don't like that. Oh, and obviously battle shocks, but, like, it's still, like... I would prefer it. There's a there's another version of this as an enhancement in one of the other detachments, which is just a million times better, and is how all these rules should be. Um, then you have got Chant of the Remorseless Fist. Uh, one CP fight phase. One cult mechanicus unit from your army that has not fought yet. That unit gets plus one to wound in melee. Pretty good that, especially if on like your big unit of electro priests, you know, with their big sticks, you know, going up to strength seven. Um, to get them past that sort of gap that now means they're moving most things on a threes and twos maybe fours into vehicles i like that very good yeah and if you and that that's and that's the one you're going to want to stack with your fights first too so yeah give your big ball your your death star of electro priest if such a thing is can be actually called the death star um yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe a hurt star yeah but yeah like a a mine inconvenience star um, <laughs> li- li- litany of the electromancers next this is in my opinion the best stratagem in this um one cult mechanicus from your unit from your army in your shooting phase you roll a d6 for each enemy unit within six inches of that unit on a five plus they take d3 mortal wounds and if you picked an electro priest unit it's on four pluses yeah like this a lot yeah best bit about this you don't have to do this there's no declaring when you do this it doesn't say after the unit shot for the unit shot at the start of the shooting phase, at the end of the shooting phase. So you really can precisely pick the moment you need to do this. So let's say you do some shooting, it gets to like, you know, a few units in and you go, oh, I don't really want to have to shoot that unit at that one. But okay, I'll spend the CP, try and mortal it off. Really, really good. Um, I really like this. You don't also, you can be in engagement range. You can do all these things, right? Like there's no, it's a very, very free and tactical strategy. It's what we like. Cool. Yeah. Then we've got Verse of Vengeance. All of these are very, um, you know, like musical themed. Um, so yeah. verse they're, Aven- very, they're very church. They're very churchy. Yeah. Uh, verse vengeance uh, fight phase. Just after I mean, has selected its targets. One cult mechanicus unit from your army that was selected as a target of one or more of these, att- uh, one or more of these attacks uh, until the end of the phase. Each time a cult mechanicus unit model in your unit is destroyed on a four plus, it gets to fight. Great for electro priests. Um, great for cataphons, even with their fists. Um, I do like it. A bit swingy on a four up, but uh, AA, you know, like we can't have it all. This this stratagem is also in uh, World Eaters, Marines, Chaos Marines, all that. So love it. Yeah. Lots of fight on death this edition. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, we've got uh, Luminance Sense Blessing. Luminance Sense Blessing. Uh, your opponent's shooting phase just after any unit has selected this target. It's one cult mechanicus unit that was selected as a target of that attack. That unit gets a four plus invulnerable save. They're great. So right. one one cult mechanicus unit can rotate iron shields. Yes, uh, very good. Yeah. This is what we like. So um, overall, all the strats are one CP, um, which is also nice as well. Um, and they're all pretty all right, uh, except for incarnation of the iron soul and tribute of empathic variation. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's all right. I'm not the biggest fan of this attachment, 
but only because it's so limiting. Um, and that is the only reason why I don't like it. I just think like I don't want to spam Electro Priest. I like a bit of a mix in in my in my Admech army. Um, and this does not give me it. So sorry, Data yeah. Data Sam Conclave, you're at the bottom for me. I don't like you. Um, now hopefully this one's this next one's a little better for you. The Explorator Maniple. Uh, detachment rule is acquisition at any cost. At the start of your command phase, select one objective marker until the start of your command phase. Uh, that objective marker is your acquisition objective marker. Each time an admech unit from your army makes an attack, if that model's unit is within range of your acquisition objective marker, or if the target of that attack is within, is within range of your acquisition objective marker, reroll a wound roll of one. That is a lot of text for if anybody's standing on this one objective, you get rerolls of reroll wounds of one yeah um this is actually my favorite attachment in the book um fun fact uh okay. so, so definitely we're on the up here dave um great i think this is actually a really nice um army rule um because the good thing about this as well is it's not just if the enemy unit's on it it's if you're on it so like you don't have to worry about counterplay of well they'll just stay off that objective then and obviously you can yeah. get these as well um, and also, that one of the things I said about I don't like about the book, lack of reroll wounds. This gives you reroll ones to wound. If it's the thing that I thought the book was lacking, this is what it gives you. Surely it just means it's good, right? So, good little rule that. Enhancements-wise, these are when they get a bit sort of um, techy, but I think three of the four are really good. So, let's start with the good ones. So, Magos, uh, Tech Priest model only. At the end of your command phase, if the bearer's unit is within range of your acquisition objective marker, you roll a dice D6 on a 4 plus, you get a command point. CP generation. Nothing hey, in the book does this. Can't go wrong there. We've got it now. Brilliant. Right. Then we've got Gentor. So this is um, while the bearer is leading. So all of these are Tech Priests as well. So I'll just say that now. Right. Um, so while the bearer is leading a unit that's within range of your acquisition objective marker, 4 plus available save. Again, really great. It means that you can have your Catafrons on an objective with maybe a Tech Priest Dominus. Uh, this unit now has a 4 plus available save and has a 5 up Feel No Pain and their Toughness 7, 3 wounds each. Pretty tanky. Pretty tanky. And um, we like it. Yep. Then we've got Logus. Uh, so while the bearer is leading a unit, each time that unit makes an attack that targets an enemy unit on the acquisition objective marker, you get plus 1 a hit. So again, pretty good. Like If, if your army's hitting yeah. mostly on 4s, it's now hitting on 3s. Great. Or, in the terms of Electro Priests, maybe hit on twos, uh, which is very good. Yeah. Um, which I don't know how they hit on threes when their eyes are wired shut, but a robot who is programmed to shoot things hits on a four. But that's, that's a question for another day. Maybe the listeners can answer that. Um, <laughs> that's uh, something we can discuss on the uh, community Facebook page. I'm going to start a sticky note. Please explain. Everybody, give me your best lore-based explanations as to why people with their eyes wired shut can hit better than people that are specifically programmed to shoot well. Yeah. Maybe that could be the new yeah. thing. That could be the new thing after every episode. Um, and then artisan, this is the one that I don't like the most, um, which you'd probably, like after I've read it, you'd go, well, that sounds all right though. Uh, tech priest model only while the bearer is leading a unit and that unit is on the acquisition objective marker. Once per phase, you can change the result of a hit wound or save roll to a six. Now these things are good in context. Okay. Fate's messenger. I can turn a dice to a six, right? Um, right. Great, right? Very good because it be, can be. Good. It seems to work well for Eldari. Yeah, because you can because normally the dude has a that like it needs to hit with like a good amount of damage, uh, so guarantees it. Or you have a thing like a Death Jester who is triggering other abilities. 
Um, you don't really have that in this book. Um, the only thing you could do this for is the Manipulus, and it means that he guarantees a dev wound with his with his um, two damage flamer. Um, but overall, I think when you've got three enhancement slots and the other three enhancements are all really good, this is the one that sadly has to fall to the wayside. So, um, yeah. Enhancements, I think, are actually really great. And again, it plays around how you're wanting to play anyway with his acquisition objectives. So overall, very good. Yeah. And these... These are also some of the most affordable of the uh, enhancements yeah. in, of any of the detachments. The Artisan uh, is 15, Genador's 25, Logos 20, and Magos is 15. Yeah. Um, I mean, how can you go wrong with, hi, you, you, you on a four up, have an extra CP for 15 points? Yeah, it's great. Like, even, so yeah. essentially, it's three points a command point if it goes off every time, right? So, right. Like, I'd, I'd pay three points for a command point every day of the week. Um, I would do that in real life too. Yeah, same. Uh, let's redo that. Yeah. Let's up there. Like, <laughs> let's just redo that. Like, can I just redo that moment in my life? Thank you. Yeah. Um. All right. So then, uh, strats. Uh, there's. Uh, oh, there is one battle tactic in here, but the rest are. Oh no, there's two battle tactics. Yeah. So and now I'm watching for for um because it's early, guys. I, I I had to get up at four a.m. to record this with Jake. Uh. So um. I'm 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 lagging this morning. Uh okay, but now that I'm watching for the for the Vect challenge or for, uh, you know, two battle tactics, that's good. Ready? Go. So cash acquisition, uh so any phase, uh one one of your adeptus mechanicus units dies uh in range of an objective marker, you can sticky the objective marker. This is like a this is well eaters have the same strap. Um would have preferred if it was at the start of any command phase and I don't have to die. But we move. Okay, I'm not gonna. Beggars can't be choosers. Sticky's always good. It's just a shame you have to die for it. Um, but yeah. still, it means it can be very reactionary. Um, the good thing about this, I guess, if we were to look at it from the good point of view, you're getting shot by indirect, you die, you still have the objective. So very good. Um, then we've got auto oracular retrieval. So this is um, your shooting phase when one of your adeptus mechanicus units gets out of a transport, you get plus one to wound if they're in range of the acquisition objective marker. Um, again, this is very good because you can have electro priests, and electro priests are, do loads of shots. And when you get out of a dune rider, he lets you reroll wounds with with fire support. They're also now having plus one to wound. They could potentially have plus one to hit. The stack is endless. It's all very good, right? And that's what we like. All very good. Yeah. Uh, priority re- re- reclamation. Priority reclamation. Um, start of the fight phase. One unit from your army that's consolidating, you pick that unit um, and you can get, consolidate six inches, providing you will end up on the acquisition objective marker. Yeah, it's okay. okay. Um, yeah. Not for the best, but we move. Um, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's a once per game strat, but yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's like very situational. Um, yeah. And then we've got incense exhaust. I want to know what the incense of those exhausts smell like. Um, obviously, <laughs> probably the mechanic and very good to me, maybe not so much. Um, right. your opponent's sheet face just after an amine has selected its targets. You pick one Adeptus Mechanicus infantry unit from your army and a Adeptus Mechanicus smoke unit within six. That unit gains the stealth and benefit of cover. So basically, you give you get pop smoke for two units, but you have to target the infantry unit first. So I think this is a good strat. Like, minus one's a hit and benefit of cover on any of your units, providing they're within six or smoke unit. 
the smoke units are things like the Dean Striders, the, the Onager. Yeah, most of the tanks. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? So that's all right. Info safe skull, probably the best stratagem in the in the lot of them. Uh, one CP, your command phase, you pick a tech priest and you pick an objective within 24 inches that isn't your acquisition objective marker. And that objective marker becomes an acquisition objective. So then you can have two on the table. So this is now where the interactions of targeting a unit on it, being on it, works really well. And then you're mostly getting reroll ones to wounded everywhere. So that's very good. Um, because it says for the purposes of it, for all rules purposes as well, it means for things like priority reclamation, it counts, um, and obviously all of the enhancements as well. So that's what we like. Then finally, we've got reactive safeguarding. Um, this is a very niche stratagem, but when it can go off, can be very, very effective. Uh, your opponent's charge face just after an enemy has declared a charge. One Adeptus Mechanicus infantry unit from your army in range of the acquisition objective marker uh, and uh, and one friendly uh mechanicum transport your unit can embark into that transport providing all the models are within three inches of the transport and you have enough capacity in there um so overall pretty good strat very like setting up situational i can strike this as dune rider goes up jazz hand electro priest get out blow something off the objective your opponent needs to get into you you can then jump in um very it's a good strat but overall it's sort of the same thing i have with all of these stratagems which is very situational um you know like you only need to stick an objective marker if you're dying you only need to use this if you're being targeted here you're only going to consolidate when you're doing this so um overall i think the stratagems do let the detachment down very slightly but i think the enhancements and the actual rule just sort of prop it up a lot so overall it's my favorite detachment and definitely the one that i can see having a lot of play and maybe being seen competitively as well I think the main three you'll see competitively are the Rad Zone Corpse, this, and uh, the Skatari Hunters cohort, um, but mainly the Rad Zone Corpse in this one. So yeah, I like it. I think this is good. Cool. And then we move on to the last of the detachments, the Cohort Cybernetica, and which will affect exactly one unit in the book. It's the robot. Uh, <laughs> it's the robots. All right. The detachment rule is also nice and simple. Legio cybernetica units from your army gain the Doctrina Imperatives army roll. Yeah, because they don't actually have Cause, it. Uh, yeah, because right now they don't have it. So, so basically this this says the one part of your army that can't use your army rule now gets your army roll. That's your detachment rule. I don't, I think, I feel like they could have, you know, sugared this one up a little bit. They could have sprinkled in a little something extra because that's nice. But since you're only talking about just the ca- castle and robots and nothing else in the book, which yes, they're 400 points for, um, for four of them. But even if you spam 12, that's not great, which why would you, that's 1200 points of your army. You still have another 800 points that is not going to benefit from this detachment rule. Somewhere okay. there is somebody Somewhere. with 12 of them who is there like, yes, yes. Get in! Yes. Coming for us. Yes. Um, if if only you knew that person and you could say, "Hey, here you go." Yeah, Elliot. Um, <laughs> so uh, yes, um, Elliot. This is your chance, man. This is it. Your day has arrived. Uh, Mark in the calendar. Um, enhancements. Necromechanic. Tech priest model. Uh, these are all tech priest only, right? Yeah, these all are all tech, tech priest model only. Uh, which is the is the data smith uh, a tech priest? Uh, you. I will check that, and if you read what they okay. do, I you will. check that link. Get back to me. All right, necromechanic. Uh, tech priest model only once per battle round. When a saving throw made for a friendly legio cybernetica or admech vehicle unit 
within 12 inches of the bear has failed, the bear can uh, turn the damage to zero. It's nice. It's not bad. Um, help, help. He is a tech priest, so he. Uh, okay, good. So your cybernetica, you can put these on your data smiths. So to to when they're walking around bodyguarding your, which is hilarious that your your little tech priest dude is bodyguarding these giant robots. Yeah. Um. All right, Lord of Machines. Once per turn at the start of your v- opponent's shooting phase, select one enemy vehicle unit within twelve inches, invisible to the bear. The unit must take a leadership test. If the test is passed until the end of the phase, subtract one from the hit roll. If the test has failed, that unit is not eligible to shoot this phase. That's cool. It just, of course, requires that you be within 12 inches of a vehicle. So this is not ever going to work on night spinners. Night. Um, because nobody gets within 12 inches of them. Night. All right. Emotionless clarity. Uh, once per turn, when a friendly Legio Cybernetica or Admech vehicle unit with the deadly demise ability, um, this basically you auto just auto explode. Yeah. This, this is also named the Steven Box Enhancement. Um, yes, this yeah. is the Steven Box Enhancement. If you use this against Steve, he will likely rage quit against you. He hates these auto-explode things. But um, it gives you emotionless confidence and clarity in your 40k command. It does give you emotionless confidence and clarity with the game. So it, to that extent, it is the Vanguard Tactics strat- uh, uh, Enhancement. It is, I love it. All right, and uh, except we don't want you to be emotionless. Don't, no. don't be that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Arch Negator. Uh, is the last one. Ranged weapons equipped by the bearer have the anti-vehicle 4-plus ability. Don't know how great that is with since you're only putting this on Tech Priest, but okay. That's <laughs> great. All right. Uh, and then we got the... We have six uh, strats, three of which are battle tactics, so you you are available in case you were worried. This one, you can get Vected a lot or or Kalidus uh, Assassin, whatever you want to call it. All right. First one, motive imperative. Jake, go. So other caveat about all these, similar to the uh, Skatari ones, you, these are all in the command phase. You use all of these in your command phase, right? That is the caveat, so I don't have to keep saying it. So, base of imperative, one Adeptus Mechanicus vehicle unit from your army. They get plus three move and plus one to advance and charge. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. On robots, right? Uh, or chicken walkers. Okay. They are also vehicles. Um, okay. Next one, machine superiority. One Adeptus Legia, uh, sorry, one Legia Cybernetica or Adeptus Startis vehicle unit from your army. That's the other caveat. All of these are all of these units as well. Um, you can fall back, uh, you can shoot and fall back and you ignore all modifiers, which is cool. And, te- and to like tests and, and stuff you, you have to make. Pretty good. Pretty good. Again, um, just wish. They don't have to all be so fall out. Like you could just do it when the unit does it. Um, auto divinatory targeting. Uh, Legionnaires, Cybernetica, uh, or Adeptus Cutmarkati's vehicle unit from your army that, and one objective marker. And until the start of your next command phase, ranged weapons equipped by models in your unit have the blister skill 3+, plus and the ignores cover rule while they're targeting a unit on the objective. Um, so this is actually pretty good because you can stack this with a protector imperative, so you get your weapons as heavy. So they can just sit they get plus one a hit, and because they're changing their blister skill to three plus, this, these do stack, so you have hitting on twos. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, that's, that's decent. Yeah. Um, trun- transcendent Cognigation. Um, your, your command... Oh, they're all in your, your command. Uh, Legion A Cybernetic Unit from your army or vehicle unit. Uh, you get the t- top Conqueror and Protector Imperatives for that unit. Pretty good, again. Like, Heavy and Assault. So oxymorons 
and then if you're in your deployment zone, you get cover, you, you get you ignore AP one or do you say P by one? If you're shooting at something in your opponent's deployment zone, you get plus one AP. Pretty good. Machine Spirit Resurgence. Um, you pick a Legionary Cybernetica or a vehicle unit from your army below starting strength, and you can reroll hits for that unit. And if it's below half strength, you can also reroll wounds. Probably a bit better on the singular um, tanks and stuff. Maybe not so good on chicken walkers or robots because the the moment they're you know because the robots are a unit, they don't follow the normal vehicle stuff. So you'd have to lose a whole robot to get reroll hits. Um, but I could see this on something like an Onager being really useful. Um, maybe even the chicken walkers in like a unit of um, three. Maybe just like if you're having a lone chicken walker or just a unit of three of them, you lose one, you still like get a bit of benefit there. Uh, and then finally, we've got a Benevolence of the Omnissiah. Um, you get a six, so again, same unit, same command phase. Um, you get six up, feel no pain for them, but versus mortals, it's a five up. That is all of them. Biggest gripe. That's it. All in the command. We're done. All in the command phase. So you have to plan out. You really have to take your command phase and take a moment and plan what what you're going to do that turn, and then hope it all goes off to plan. Yeah, is there's because no you're not you're not doing anything reactionary. I like the idea thematically of like they're all there like right we're going to program all the robots now type of thing but if you're that good at programming and you're all built to program stuff like you should just be able to be like oh no they're being shot oh, like quickly my apple watch help um but I, just, <laughs> I i just i just don't i i think this is a cool detachment this is the coolest attachment in my opinion but it, yes style wise i agree with you yeah but in terms of usefulness I am very, very, very sorry. Um, unless you own eight to twelve Castellan robots, and then I'm not sorry because this is probably what you've always wanted. You've always wanted an attachment that benefits these robots, and I know Elliot. I'm looking at you when I say that. So, um, yeah, overall, it's meh, but that's okay. I think that's okay. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to summarize, there's five attachments in this book. Three of them are playable. One sort of stands out a little bit above the rest, that being the Explorer Maniple, and then the other two are very there. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, it's, they're it's, there. Yeah, that's that is literally it. Uh, like that is the, that is exactly it, right? Um, it is basically the case of um, they they are all they are all usable in their own way. Three of them are really good. Uh, well, two of two of them are really good because they affect everything. One of them is so specific, but only to like seventy five percent of the army, um, and then the rest of them are so limiting um, to what you have, which I think is the big problem that like Nids sort of faced. Um, and I don't, and I don't particularly want to see like the sort of Tyranid like Esquire, you know, like every single detachment other than the Invasion Fleet affected you know like a very like small wing of the army um i really like right. how marines did it where it just affected the whole army so yeah so overall it's okay and i like admech i really do and i'm quite excited to play admech um i said this about the index and then um never actually played admech <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um but i just think it's it's very much the case of um if you were a fan of admech and you're using admech before the index oh sorry before the codex you will be very much happy, rejoicing. Um, a lot of the units you were already using are still great, so you don't have to go out and buy complete new units or anything like that. Um, however, 
However, is this the boost they needed? Yes. Is it enough? Time will tell. I can't sort of sit here initially and say Admech are going to go from zero to heroes. Um, we're not going to see a um, like a sort of you know like they've gone from zero to Eldar or to Marines or anything like that. Yeah, but, they, but they're still good, and I think that you should be ve- they should be very happy Admech players because I for one am and I'm not even an Admech player. Yeah, I I don't think that, and this has sort of been a theme for all the codexes so far. Um, there, there's not a lot of, hey, this is the one thing that will be an auto easy win, or this, this is the detachment that if you have never played a game of 40k, you can pick it up, walk in and go three and two at an event. Like nothing's been that. I mean, Eldari, obviously, they're still that, and to a lesser degree, Chaos Marines. But in the codexes, I don't feel like that's been. There's nothing that's been phoned in super easy mode to play everything requires a little bit of practice everything requires a little dedication you're going to have to and this book in particular seems to be to me to be that way which is pick what you like you're going to have to get some practice games and you're going to lose more than you're going to win at first and then but with practice you can get good at it yeah and i think that is really it i think this is very much a book that rewards intuitiveness and research trial and error like, I don't think if you lose, like, let's say you lose your first four games of Admech as an example, you should not be put off. You should just pick yourself up and go again. You know, obviously, so we say it all the here, Vanguard Tactics, repetitions, repetitions, repetition, right? The more you do something, the better it will be. And I, for one, am extremely excited about Admech. And I hope that Steve took my recommendations on what we should add to the studio army uh, so I can then run my Admech list I want. <laughs> so maybe take, take it to some tournaments. So, um, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right, uh, that is it for this review, guys. Uh, we're going to take a quick sponsor break uh, for Siege Studios, and then we're going to come back with a rules lawyer question. So we will be right back. And now for a word from our sponsor, Siege Studios. They are the experts in providing professional miniature painting services, ensuring your armies always look their best on the battlefield. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, Siege Studios can help bring your miniatures to life. Don't miss out on their quality craftsmanship. All right. Uh, this is a rules are question from Tim Gilbert uh, on the Facebook page. Uh, he said, does an ability such as the Grey Knights Vortex of Doom circumvent lone operative? Uh, he says he doesn't believe it should, but you've heard it mentioned a couple times from other people that it is legal. So I pulled up Vortex of Doom. It says in your shooting phase is on the Brotherhood Librarian and the Grey Knights. Uh, psychic attack in your shooting phase. You can select one enemy unit within 18 inches of and visible to the psyker and roll 1d6. On a 1, the psyker gets d6 mortal wounds. On a 2 to 5, the targeted enemy unit suffers 2d3 mortal wounds. And on a 6, that enemy unit suffers 2d6 mortal wounds. So, obviously, the trick here is in your shooting phase, you can select. So, does select circumvent the targeting rules of lone operative? Jake, what do you think? I'm going to try to pull up Lone Operative here on the core rules. You can do it. Does it normally? Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, because it's not... So you can do it because it's not a shooting attack. It's an ability. It's not a ranged weapon. Um, So so, um, you can Vortex of Doom Lone Operatives. Similarly, you can um, Doom Bolt Lone Operatives with your Thousand Suns. Um, You can... I don't know any other rules that do it, actually. Um, Oh, you can Plasmancer them because the Plasmancer has like a little... Yeah, there you go. Pick a unit with an 18, roll four dice type of thing. You definitely can. So um, I've never been a lawyer. 
Uh, and now I like to think I've been an honorary lawyer because I've answered. A- yes, you are an honorary. You are now an honorary lawyer for sure. We will have your uh, law degree and your Esquire. You can still start signing your name, uh, Jake M. Harding Esquire. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and just and and just to clarify, Tim, in case anybody wants to rules check you, uh, pull it up in the core rules. Loan operative says unless part of an attached unit, see leader page thirty nine. This unit can only be selected as the target of a ranged attack. If the attacking model is within, within 12 inches. Vortex of Doom is not an attack. It is not listed under ranged weapons or melee weapons. It is a special ability. It just says select one enemy unit. It does not say anything about selecting somebody for an attack. So that is why it works. Is it meant to? I don't know. But rules as written, that is, why, that is what it says. Therefore, that is what is legal. So yes, Vortex of Doom can be used to circumvent loan ops. And as Jake mentioned, certain other similar abilities, uh, like the Plasmancer, which we're going to be discussing in an upcoming episode. Um, so with that, Jake, thank you for your time on this bright and early Monday morning. A little less early for you, blessedly, but I know you had a long weekend. So, uh, If anything, Dave, we, we should all be thanking you because you got up at 4.30 to do this. So, um, so everybody... Give Dave some love, as you all do, because he's a fantastic man and a fantastic uh, host of this show. Thank you, my friend. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for giving us your time and your attention on this bright and early uh, Monday morning. Uh, I'm not an AdMech player, uh, but I do love the models. I've, I've always liked the, the sort of quasi-steampunk aesthetic of, of the faction. Uh, my oldest daughter, who refuses to play the game but loves the models, um, my artist child, she she is a big fan of AdMech in particular. She actually has a really nicely painted, um, not the Manipulus, what's the other one? The Dominus. Dominus. She's got a really nicely painted Dominus upstairs. Um, so I, I love the AdMech. I'm even though I'm not a player, I'm excited to see them hopefully now um, escape the the 35% doldrums that they've been stuck in for this so far this entire edition. Um, and yeah, it'll just be nice. Always, you know, anytime you go to an event and there's a variety of armies that you have the chance, you, you will see and have the chance of playing. That's a good thing. So hopefully this will bring some, a few more AdMech players back to the table. Um, we should be doing the Necrons Codex shortly as soon as I can get Michael to set aside some time for me. Um, uh, this is my one getting up at 4 a.m. though. So if you talk to Michael this week, no, I'm not doing that for him again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it for, at 4 a.m. for you, Jake. Yay. Not for anybody else. That's what we like. Um, <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I'm also getting a couple other women lined up for some more women in Warhammer segments. Um, I really want to thank everybody for the universally positive feedback we've gotten on those episodes. I really appreciate it. I love talking to Carrie and to Tanya and uh, sorry, Tanya. I will pronounce your name correctly eventually, Tanya. And uh, we, yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on uh, coming up hopefully soon. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I'm very excited about the uh, Necron Codex. I, I, I really need to buy a, uh, a monolith, but we'll get into all that when we get to the uh, to that Codex review. So until next time, this is Dave Palmell for Jake Harding and all of Vanguard Tactics saying, one day robots will have secrets. One day they'll have dreams. Take care. <laughs>